I'm Jeremy, host of the Neverland Podcast, found at NeverlandPodcast.com. This is my show on iTunes and Stitcher. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I plugged in my microphone and said, By the power of Neverland! I am a podcast! I became a mighty podcast host, and Neverland became... The Geest Podcast on the Internet! There are other things I feature besides Disney. Marvel, Thundercats, and He-Man. Together, we defend Neverlanders from the evil boredom of adulthood. (laughs) Okay, there has been some major news announced today that I really wanted to kind of get Lost Boy Phil's reaction since we're both comic book fans. This uh, is going to have some major ramifications on things and kind of wondering how long it's going to last. But uh, here was a phone call I had uh, with Phil. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, interesting news was just announced on the View today, and I wanted to get your take on this. Uh, apparently, this is a permanent change. The Thor we all have known and loved is no longer going to be Thor. He is now unworthy. And despite the inscription on his hammer and on Mjolnir saying that he who is worthy, they decided that it was China that that needed an update. And a woman has taken up the hammer, and she is not she-Thor or Thorita. She is Thor, and they say this is permanent. Well, uh, unfortunately, it's the way things are nowadays. It's changing characters all around. And I won't personally, you know, uh, to me, Thor will always be a man because that's how he was created. Uh, And also, by the way, seeing how this is not a comic book character that they created... He came from myth and everything else, so I, you don't think he would be there to do that with. But anyway, uh, to me, if they want to do all that, that's up to them. But I will say, uh, if they're going to do that, then they need to make Wonder Woman a Wonder Man. Yeah, well, we do have a Wonder Man in uh, the Marvel Universe. Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that it's kind of silly to change. There's no reason to change what already has worked so very, very well. If they want a character like that, that's fine. They can create one. I yeah. I'm just do things the way they are. That's just me. Yeah, see, their, their idea is they're trying to attract more women into comics. And, well, that's fine, but create more women superheroes. It's not hard, but why do you have yeah. to take uh, an already established character? And because, well, he's already popular and we want a good, strong female, why do you have to change them to a female? Why can't you create uh-huh. a good, strong female character? Do more with Sif if you have to. Sif was an yeah, awesome I character. The same way with, I feel the same way with changing races and changing sexes and all that. So there's really no reason for it. There, there's no need to do it. It's uh, it just make a new character. That's that's what's going on. Yeah, we're always happy to have new characters, but you yeah. don't don't go change the ones that have a, a history going back forty years and more. <laughs> I would work for better. I'll tell you why. I've heard this kind of stuff before. It's you guys don't take too very well. Uh, yeah, and it's kind of, it's kind of like Captain America. They said they're going to kill him off, and he wasn't ever going to come back. Well, that didn't last very long at all. Uh, you know that. They just like that are usually, in my opinion, DC's done a hand marvel. It's a it's a big shock thing where trying to get everyone's attention, and they may find it for a while. But after a while, they usually end up getting put back in place where thing was the way it was. Yeah, because uh, I figure you're going to have a big rush of sales because everybody because this is happening in October, and there'll be a big rush of sales of everybody going, oh, look, we have to buy this now. It's, oh, my gosh, it's a female one. And you'll probably have a lot more, you know, some female readers, you know, who are like, yay, we want to see a, a woman superhero. We want to see a woman Thor. And they'll go out and buy it, but uh, that doesn't make out the majority of your average 
comic book reader. You know, we'd love to have yeah. more women reading. That's great. But your current average comic book reader is is probably going to be, oh, well, that's nice. Uh, okay, well, well I'll that, come back when he's a man uh, again. I don't know if Marvel saw this year or not, but you think about this. It seems to me like they're trying to make their own version of Wonder Woman. And, and uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of similarities between the two of them already. In fact, when you had the DC versus uh, Marvel, uh, Wonder Woman and, and Thor ended up there. At some point, she ended up having the hand. This this was for the DC and JLA. Uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, I take that back. It's for the Avengers and the JLA. At one point, uh, Wonder Woman ended up getting the Thor hammer. And, uh, at some point. Anyway, she was worthy. So my, my, my uh, point is they're probably in some way trying to compete with the Wonder Woman character. Could be. Either that or I wonder how much Disney's influence has impacted this because Disney's current uh, area with females seems to be the anti-princess type of thing. And we they, they're trying to get away from the princess concept and have more strong female characters, even if it means going back into their own vault of Disney princesses and ruining good stories. Uh, Maleficent, for example. And I kind of worry, you know, they're, they're digging into the vault. They want to make a live-action Cinderella, a live-action Beauty and the Beast. I wonder if they're going to make changes that are going to kind of ruin the story as we've loved it for all these years just to try to create more strong female characters when really they should be more like Frozen where granted it was based off of uh, an old story but they had not touched that that material material yet. Wow. They created those some strong female characters and they managed to get a well, success out of it. They should probably keep more of that route but Marvel does not need to follow suit and change their old characters for some Thing, they can create new characters. I have no problem with strong female characters. Keep in mind, though, this is one thing that I never quite understood. Uh, yeah, it's fine to have strong female characters, but you know what? There's also nothing wrong with a woman who is a little more dainty and delicate. There's nothing wrong with that kind of a woman either. And uh, this has nothing to do with being sexist or anything like that, in my opinion. Uh, it's almost like telling the woman who is, uh, well, womanly, that she's in the wrong. Yeah. Not doing thing. Uh, who decides what a strong woman is? Yeah. I'm tired of, of women who decide to be stay-at-home mothers getting bad-mouthed because they decided That's to stay at home and be moms. Moms are awesome. Yeah. And they're, they're not lazy. There's a lot of work to be done. There, uh, in my opinion, this war would not be what it is if it weren't for the mamas. Yeah, and uh, and that takes a strong woman. A that strong does woman to mold to mold the breed, if you will. Yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of unfortunate that they feel like they have to go to extremes and do extreme and shocking things in order to create strong women. Instead of yeah. finding the other ways to do it that work and finding new characters, or also going and showing out the strengths that women do have that maybe get overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like Marvel already had the strong female character. They have She Hulk. I always liked her. She's strong physically, but but she's an interesting character, and they yeah. can do more with her. They can make, in my opinion, if this were up to me, I would be making uh, a incredible Hulk movie with the with the new actor. Uh, even though I personally think Ed Norton did a great job as uh, Bruce Banner, but anyway. Uh, I would use a new actor and make a new series, and I would introduce She-Hulk in maybe the second or third film. Yeah, I'd love to see a She-Hulk movie. She's awesome. Oh, man. Exactly. Just open up that door for her to be in Avengers, to have her own series of films. That'd be wonderful. That would be fantastic. And that would not be trying to change a character. That would just be taking a character that exists that maybe is getting tossed under the radar, but is an awesome character. A good example yeah. of a female role model. She's a lawyer. You know, she's yeah. a hero. Very smart. And the great thing is, is 
But I like she Hulk, and it wasn't so obvious when she first came around, but in the 90s, it took care of this and made it more obvious. But she did, unlike Hulk back then, Hulk was kind of, um, I don't say dumb, because Bruce Banner's a genius, but the, they made it to where he was so uh, over overdrawn with rage that he didn't show his intelligence. He seemed almost ignorant, but with She-Hulk, because it was a blood transfusion, which was from her cousin, he was a, uh, he'd given to her, she didn't get the entire gamma radiation, she just got a little bit of it, so therefore she'd still be attractive and smart and it didn't, uh, it didn't dumbify her, if you will. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although it it's, it's apparently has taken some time because uh, at first she was kind of an uncontrollable yeah, type of was. thing. Uh, she's gotten she some help from some technology from some friends that help her to control the change and uh, to keep her own mind. And uh, she's currently, from last I read anything, because they had a pretty good book there going uh, a few years ago I was collecting. Uh, she had just decided, you know what, I want to stay in this Hulk form all the time. I, I feel more powerful this yeah, way. I like the, it. <laughs> so. in, the, in the 90s, they had to where she could not change. Uh, for a while there, I don't remember how long it was, but they almost had to where she couldn't change at all for a while. But people kind of accepted her as a lawyer. Even she came yeah. and dressed up, and you know that was good time. Yeah, so. and the, the the book they had in the in the, the, in the well, I guess they're calling them the aughts <laughs> now, but uh, it was really good. It was funny, and uh, she was working in a law office that actually dealt with superpowered cases, so she was free to be just she Hulk the lawyer. Uh, the only problem I had with it, and I think this was kind of the ruination, is they kind of made where she like like she's I don't know she kind of flaunted her sexuality too much. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of almost yeah. downgrading, though, what you were trying to do to make her where she just yeah. kind of acts like a floozy. You don't need to do that. You know? to, me, to me, the original four woman will always be Heather Shields. Exactly. I posted that on our Facebook page. That we already did a fan film called Supers. For anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, I should link it up somewhere. <laughs> But yeah, we we thought it'd be funny if uh, my wife came out with a Mjolnir had become a rolling pin, and she came out and beat us up for saying stupid things because she was Thor. So, and we even had a little costume for her and everything. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, these are all on personally for me. Thor will always be the original. That's just me. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, fangirls were kind of flocking to Thor because because of Chris Hemsworth. Uh, I've you yeah. know I've heard a lot of them just, oh my goodness, he was just so handsome and he was a big hunky guy. Like, well, well guess did. what? Females apparently do like male heroes too. Then, huh? Yeah, he's a good looking guy and all that. Now he's not near as cute as I am. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, or it's in good shape. He's not in good shape as I am or anything like that. <laughs> but I still like him. You know, he's, no, he's cool. He's cool. I like him. Yeah. He's a good actor. So we'll see what the reaction. Of course, the immediate reaction. I expect they're going to get a lot of sales. A uh, bunch of women who even probably never touched a comic might actually come yeah. in and buy it. But you, the men who maybe will buy it just because of the gimmicky will probably might fade out uh, after yeah, a while. Yeah, the same thing that kind of happened with the new Fifty Two. At first, it was a big sell and all that, and then it kind of went back down to the normal sell. So the big change really didn't do much for it, really. Yeah. And you probably still just have a bunch of people with the new 52 going like, yeah, this is kind of nice, but I kind of miss it the way it was before you combined all these worlds. Yeah. <laughs> and for anyone who's not aware, the new 52 was something DC Comics did where they combined all their alternate universes into one world and uh, changed all the characters. They've done that before, but the changes were so huge. I mean, there were some changes in the 1980s, like 86 or something like that, when they first did this. Uh uh, and I didn't like all of them. I didn't like that Chris Hong was kind of, kind of cold-hearted and uh, almost a frozen world uh, 
bad no most I don't care for that it was almost Vulcan like um, but there were some changes I didn't care for some I did I liked that Jonathan Kent was had stayed alive you know that was kind of nice but yeah. the, but so there's some good changes in bad but it didn't change everything so much that it, they had to completely start over the entire universe and, and make a big deal about it they started the whole universe they didn't want on the news it didn't become a huge ordeal you know, where every single thing you ever read really didn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it seems that they, they, they feel like shock value is the only way they can get anybody's attention anymore. When, you know, back at, when this stuff all was going, you know, uh, they they managed to sell these books without having to shock you all the time, it seems. I, I mean, say it, I, I almost have to blame the death of Superman. He's left much of the story. The death of Superman, uh, they didn't really mean to get that much attention with it. It was just they were something they were going to do. They had already planned on bringing it back. It was already in the writings that they were going to bring it back. But when that happened, people went nuts and sold like crazy. It was all over the news. I mean, Saturday Night Live did a, a skit about it. And uh, we're sitting back playing Black Lightning. <laughs> uh, which is funny because that skit was, was pretty popular. Saturday Black Lightning came back to the comics again. But anyway, uh, the, the little, that, that Death of Superman thing kind of made a whole shock value. Uh, I don't say it was the first and only one because before that was the uh, uh, the Infinite Earth thing. They had uh, our Supergirl die. That was a big deal. Yeah. Little, little things like that. But still, the, the whole shock value uh, seems to become a pattern. I noticed with DC a few years back, I was deep into it again, uh, and, and I wasn't the Marvel too. But because of the shock stuff, it kind of just made me fade out of it. Yeah, as unfortunately Marvel has followed suit with having, and they've really done it to Spider-Man fans by having Peter Parker uh, reveal himself to the world with the whole Civil War storyline, and then they went and did the whole brand new day where they just wiped out uh, the last what ten years, twenty years of Spider-Man history, and saying, "Well, no, he never married Mary Jane at all," and you know they rewrote yeah. Spider-Man history entirely in order to wipe out that he had ever revealed his identity, and then just to really screw us up, they did the whole thing and had Doc Ock take over his body there for a couple years, which apparently they say the story writing was really good at the time. I'm like, well, I'm sure it was, but I still, that was not a good idea other than, well, you did have a few people that, that, that came along and said, well, actually the writing's not bad and I'll read this, but you still lost probably more people than you had Kip with you. Yeah, see, I personally, and I know it's all just make-believe stuff, it's just for fantasy, just for fun, but to be honest, it's just like when you have a TV show that completely changes what it's doing, and after a while you kind of lose interest, you know, so they might be able to get a few new fans, but you also lose the people who, by the way, is one that kept you going in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's always better to add some new elements and, and do a few things different than completely rewrite the history of the show, yeah. like like when they had to go through, and what was it, Dallas, that's like, oh no, this was all a dream, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Learn from that example, Marvel, and uh, just don't screw things up in the first place where you have to do something dramatic to try to fix it. Good shooting, JR. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, anyways, I'm going to go eat some lunch now and see if I can figure out how to get this MP3 off of the phone. <laughs> All right, man. Talk All right. to you later. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, so there you have it. The general consensus, at least between us two, is that changing an iconic Marvel character like this is usually not a good idea because usually you have to go back on it 
and if you need some more strong female characters or you want to put some out there, you have lots of them that are being maybe underutilized or maybe you can create some good and strong female characters. You know, we have no problem with good strong female characters, but create some or use the ones that you have that, you know, we love Storm, we love She-Hulk. We we'd love to see She-Hulk getting maybe a movie of her own eventually. Um, you know, utilize those because you can draw a lot of fangirls, I think, onto those characters or create new ones. We always love new characters, but don't go back to your old characters and mess with them. Uh, so that's the general consensus we have as comic book fans. And uh, we'll be following up on this uh, coming up in October. I'll probably go ahead and pick up the first issue just to kind of see what's going on. I have a feeling this stems somehow or another from Marvel's current storyline of... Uh, it's their big summer event, Original Sin, uh, which I haven't been following up on. But uh, I have a feeling that uh, the current Thor's unworthiness somehow stems from some past sin that they're saying that all the Marvel characters have in this uh, this story arc for the summer. Uh, personally, I've gotten now to where I just try to read Spider-Man because uh, I just can't afford to follow up on everything these days. But uh, there you have it. Uh, catch us for our regular episode on uh, coming usually Sunday about 2 a.m., uh, I've been kind of catching a cold, so hopefully I'll still have my voice and still have my voice, you know, or, yeah, I'll be able to talk. Um, but make sure you're subscribing on iTunes and Stitcher uh, because that's the only way you're going to hear whenever I have a bonus, whenever there's some big story that comes out like this. Uh, but uh, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you on Sunday. Welcome to Neverland. Take a start of the right straight until morning. <laughs>